In the lead-up to the Genesis Foundation's 20th anniversary this year, the Artistic Minds podcast of 20 episodes brings together leading figures in the world of arts and culture, including theatre, visual art and classical music. This Artistic Minds episode takes us to the world of dance. Our guests are the ballet dancer Viviana Durante, a former principal with the Royal Ballet, and now artistic director of both the English National Ballet School and her own Viviana Durante Company. And she's joined by Farouk Chowdhury, a former dancer himself and the co-founder of the Akram Khan Company, of which he is company producer. Farouk is also a member of the Advisory Council of the Genesis Kickstart Fund, launched in October 2020 to support freelancers in the creative sector. In February 2020, shortly before the theatres closed, Viviana and Farouk collaborated as co-producers on an evening-length dance piece, Isadora Now, which was seen at the Barbican in London. They caught up for this Artistic Minds conversation by video call. Viv and I have worked last year. We met each other two years ago, didn't we, Viv, in that lovely yeah. little uh, cafe bar in Covent Garden where... You know, I was I was a bit sceptical because you came from the ballet world and I was from contemporary and I wasn't sure. And, and I knew you this as this kind of this legend from the classical world of dance that I grew up with. And I, I thought I would arrive and be intimidated by you. But there was this extraordinary human being with a big open heart and an innate sense of curiosity. And we started discussing art and dance. And what I really loved about when I first met you was that you didn't just dive in with a project. You just wanted to get to know me. And I thought that was a really a very special way to begin a dialogue with another artist. I agree, Farouk. I agree, Farouk. I, I knew about you by loads, loads of other people that recommended that we, you know, that we we meet and, you know, talk and explore ideas together. So I was very honoured when you said yes, that you would meet me. So quite the opposite of what you expect from, you know, a classical ballet dancer from the opera house. Um but uh, in fact, you know, we are all very human. And I found you, the, the largest of pe- one of the largest of people that I've met, your mind just goes beyond. And we started talking about philosophy, didn't we? We started talking about all sorts of things. Not, so from the project, we started off in one tiny little dot of an idea that, you know, obviously we wanted to bring into, into our production we were doing at the Barbican. But then we veered off, didn't we, Farouk, talking about all sorts of things, what actually what does dance mean and our passion and, you know, and it's just, it's just so great. I feel so fulfilled, you know, talking to you and, and to have you then in the studio with us. I mean, as always, you know how I feel. And I think people like you, there's very few around of artists, you know, with a big mind like that. And I think, I think we both share this for it, don't we? That this um, art is about generosity Absolutely, Viv. And I think also art is about learning. It's about, it's not about trying to necessarily make life better. It's, it's about trying to understand ourselves and life. And it's, it's a constant series of questions. And I remember when I was young, I had this great English teacher who said, you know, don't give me an answer to my questions. Just come back with a more beautiful question. And then you find yourself in a position where we're both collaborating, we're, we're creating through the conversation and something expands rather than contracts when you want to get to an outcome really quickly and you want to solve a problem I always feel like it contracts into a very narrow space yeah I agree and that's what's so beautiful like meeting someone like yourself and that expansion of mind body soul spirit it was such a special thing and then we worked together on Isadora now and I think that was the last time we spent in the theatre before the lockdown in March last year right 
<laughs> oh my goodness well that was amazing i can't believe it we were i think we were the last people on on that stage uh, with dice Absolutely. anyway so we were very very lucky and uh, we shall be back of course it's just amazing to be with people with your kind of generosity and to you know to be able to share ideas and not feel that whatever the idea is that one brings forward is not necessarily wrong but we can discuss together and we can actually embrace each other and out of you know different ideas of, of brainstorming and being in the studio practicing and maybe the idea we started off with it was not exactly the right one but we come out with something even more beautiful because I think we're both very open to that and I think that's what art should be about it should be open to different possibilities and open to the way other people work and other people's choices I couldn't agree more I mean when that conversation really comes alive is where the word no is taken out of out the conversation with the words it's never been done like that before so why are you doing it or you shouldn't do that and any of those things those little kind of I mean they're all seeded in insecurities and fear let's face it what we do it requires a huge amount of emotional spiritual intellectual risk you're putting yourself out there to be judged by others and it's very easy to let those insecure narratives and seeds of doubt kind of creep in. And they usually creep in through the words no, because you're kind of falling back on the familiar. And one of the things that we've discussed is that, you know, exploring an unfamiliar space or taking the familiar and making it feel unfamiliar. And in a way, that's already creating a new space for discovery. Because I've always said, and we talked about this, if we spend our whole lives with people like ourselves, we're never going to learn a thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But the fact of actually judging, you you touched on something that it's the being judgmental of other forms of art or other people within the arts or whatever that is. I think it should come out, should go away, basically. If we don't do that, you and I, I think they're quite similar that way. We're not judgmental on what's been discussed within the studio or other people but we like I keep on saying it's about the embracing and that's why you know this this beautiful idea of actually collaborating with the most far away of people of things of ways you know I think it's it's so inspiring especially during this people where we all had to sit down and reflect actually we were made to actually reflect for once you know not running around I think we both talked about the other day, we, we both came out with this idea of actually being able to actually reach out, you know, as far as possible as we can in order to collaborate in a different way and, and to learn from the farest of, I don't know, art forms that you can possibly imagine, especially me as being a classical dancer. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about that. I really am. Me too. I mean, I think it was terrifying when, you know, the the lockdowns first started happening and coming from a world where movement is absolutely essential to our identity and, and the way we are, the way who we are. To have that taken away from us was kind of really frightful. And then, as you said, there was this, as the, as the year unfolded and, and slowly this this capacity to reflect and to recalibrate and and to stop being busy and and to to start listening not just listening to the world but listening to ourselves because that's where some of the greatest art originates in a place that's deeply personal you know i think someone once said that that which is most personal is most universal and i found that by the end of the year there was this kind of 
incredible, almost creative renewal for all of us, all of us working in the sector, right? Yeah. You know, there was this, you know, once we got past the fear and the lockdown and how that kind of almost, you know, made us feel trapped. Trapped, you know, yeah. I think I, yeah. I would use that word as well for definitely trapped. We all felt trapped. And then once you kind of release that energy into that feeling and actually you start to breathe with that feeling of feeling trapped because we were really we were made to stay at home and not go out and not go to the theater and not go to a gallery something beautiful came out of this in the in the most of sadness obviously but Mm. I think we've all we've all realized that we can do better and we can be the best of ourselves and we can do better to actually come together as well in different genres and different art forms. And I think it's been quite a quite an interesting journey, to be honest, with, with all the sadness, which I, I, I feel and I share with others, you know, what we're going through. But at the same time, there's something kind of light and beautiful about it that will come out of this. I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a kind of, you know, incredible solidarity that's come out of this year. And, 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 you know, I was thinking because this year was the 20th anniversary of so many organisations of Akram Khan Company had its 20th anniversary. The Genesis Foundation had its 20th anniversary. Tate had its 20th anniversary. And it made me wonder whether back in 2000, there was this incredible kind of optimism of cultural and creative renewal. Now that was happening at the time. And, and now we're coming to a point where maybe this is the beginning of something new. This is a new chapter in the history of our nation's culture and our art. And, and, and what has been amazing is that, you know, you know, I'm very privileged to be kind of, you know, on the advisory panel of the Genesis Kickstart Fund. But, you know, it's initiatives like that that are really injecting the optimism and hope back into the sector, right? You know, and, you know, that generosity and that forward thinking that's coming from initiatives like this is exactly what we in the cultural and artistic sector need. I agree with you. And I think the fact of actually hope, you said something which is big, big word. I think it, it will just give us hope because the thing, you know, once you forget about hope, once you don't have hope in life or that feeling, that thought, the idea of going forward and what, how you can make something better and how you can improve it and also be part of that journey. And I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. What a wonderful, what a fun, what a wonderful yeah. idea to bring this forward and um, to be part of it. It's going to be a challenge because I, I feel like all art requires some kind of resistance, you know, I mean, and maybe that's the trap feeling. And there's going to be an incredible surge of creative expression that's going to come out. I feel I don't fear for the arts and culture. Actually, I think we're about to enter an extraordinary golden age of new expression, if I'm going to be very romantic about it. With the caveat that I hope that we don't end up trying to please each other just to kind of reconnect. Actually, because I've always thought when you're trying to please everyone, you say nothing. And so the thing is that we've got to relocate and get the courage and confidence to kind of relocate ourselves back in our very personal spaces and our voices, but with this renewed sense of purpose and creative energy. Not forgetting how we feel now and how we're trying to bring that forward. Not forgetting about the sensation, but going back into a routine of being what we were before. Obviously, we won't be able to, but at the same time, not forget what we've learned through this and what we would like to do about it. Also, one of the big things of this year that we talked about this before was the whole issue of diversity and the kind of lack of representation that's happening globally and how that gave that space for those issues to come out, you know. And I do think that dance, and we both would agree that dance is, because it's borderless, and also even cultural identity doesn't really 
get in the way as much. It will be one of the most powerful vehicles for driving equality and better representation in arts and culture globally, right? Don't you think so? I mean, it's always done that. Absolutely. I think the fact that we just have a voice within the arts, obviously we express it differently. I think we should be absolutely frontline on driving you know, so. what the next stage is of our life, of theatre in general, of the arts. I think it's wonderful to actually be able to reach out and also to actually be able to practically do the things we thought we were going to do. But now we can actually do it, we can make a difference because before we, you know, with busy lives and running around, one talks about a million things, but you don't actually sit down and get them done. But now it's the time to do it. It's the time to actually change things that we wanted to change. It's actually a very exciting period. And it's a really weird thing to say in the middle of all this. And I, half of me is ashamed to say it, but then the other half is excited to say, come on, guys. I think something beautiful will come out of this. And, it, you know, we'll, as long as we all stick together and we drive forward, I think we'll be just, we'll be absolutely fine. Would you not, would you cool. not say, Farouk? I agree. We're going to be right. So tell me, what projects and challenges have you got in the cooking away in your imagination? Well, for the company, obviously, we are... Um, we have a tour coming, as you know, you're, you're part of our yeah. tour, so it'll be wonderful to get that on up and running again and uh, hopefully more performances in the Barbican and a lovely tour, which we were expecting to put together anyway uh, before the, the lockdown. For the school, I would like the students to un- really understand and embrace what's happened, and this is a way to actually understand what our art form can do. So we've reached out to Chelsea Westminster Hospital and lots of different places because I'd like them for their education I'd like them to understand how we can make a difference in people's lives but actually reaching Mm. out to them so it's not just about we rehearse something then we go on the stage and and we do it with an audience but actually how can we go out to that audience what can we do about it and that's a really big thing for the school we're trying to understand how we can um reach out to people like we were saying and genres that we wouldn't be be thinking of doing before and that's the english national ballet school right that's your director right yeah and i think that's what you're saying it's but how do we recalibrate and deepen that engagement so it's not just so transactional we're going out we're showing people we're getting gigs we're going home but we're trying to create a, a more expansive sense of connection instead of bringing people towards us i think we should go out to the public to, we should go, totally. go out to places and public that we might not be able to come to us or might feel that maybe they won't understand it or maybe, you know, there's a, there's a fear of, you know, I have fear of not understanding certain things. It's part of the human yeah. being, obviously. But finding ways how to make people feel better and inclusive in what we do for me. I, you know what? I think one way we can do that, Viv, I've always argued that the public are not there just to witness what we've done. That's right. They're there to complete it for us. They are the final collaborator in that creative chain. You know, once you present it to a public, they then, their reaction, their response, that, that kind of suspension of time and space, which happens when you put it into a theatre suddenly allows another creative process to take place. And I think we need to kind of tell the public this, that they help us complete our work. They are a creative force within that equation. So maybe we should go out for it and do some workshops with the, um, you know, with a project that we can think of doing together and then just reach out and understand and 
have it like like you said exactly have it finalized by the audience you know how do we end this how can we adjust this you tell us what do you feel so it's about including everybody it's about generosity for me it is about being generous totally you know what actually i'm working on a project now which is a retelling of a really classic chinese folktale called the butterfly lovers and i'm working with this incredible creative team like from china and the uk and it is the most wonderful international collaboration and really it's about all these different voices coming together to find one language right and on saturday i, I was looking for singers one the composer jocelyn pook found this young chinese american singer you know on the internet at first i listened to her sing and it is heavenly when she sings it comes from a deep sense of memory and a deep sense of spiritual connection really very very special and then i i met with her on on zoom on on saturday afternoon just to kind of find out what she's like and you know it's because you know when you're working with people it's not just what they do but how are they when you work with them i mean that's really important to the process and she was like you said extraordinarily generous you know such an immense amount of humility this very questioning nature and it made me realize actually i know when i'm with really great people because as soon as they speak i start learning but do you not feel farouk that i think as long as we remain students all the time we must feel as if we are the students one should never feel as if you you know it all and you know your way is the way that's best i think it's about you wanting to learn you always learn through people what we're doing at the school, actually, which I'd like to get the company to reach out more as well in a different kind of way, of course. But the school, we are reaching out to places like South Africa, India, all sorts of um, different places that there are hidden talents that you, I'd like to give opportunities to. So instead of having, obviously, some kids wouldn't be able to come and audition for the school, but we are reaching out to them. So I want to reach out to places where I know there are talents everybody has a talent but it's just how can we help them how can we embrace how can we reach out to them how can we all come together and you know give everybody happiness and you know everybody is entitled to be happy and everybody is entitled to to you know to have a voice and be heard but I think for me it is about having this feeling that you are always a student you never ever stop learning you never ever know enough and you should never feel that this is how it should be done something because it's not true there's always totally. movement in that there's always breath to it and we mustn't limit anything like that because the minute you do that it becomes it dies basically with that student is also that being in a state of wonder you know what i mean like you know you're 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 looking at the world through a child's eyes you know there is there is beauty and there is no judgment and there is a kind of fearlessness you know how kids watch a film 20 times right and i think the reason why they do that because every time they watch it they see something new and i think if we you know as as creative forces if we can allow our minds and our imagination to unlock from you know all the educational processes and the things that how things should be seen and done and expressed every time you see something you see something new and that's why i think art and culture is so important because it invigorates perspective it gives us a new set of lens to look at the world you know it's i think it's that marcel process you know the voyage of discovery is not about seeking new lands but looking at the world with new eyes 
it, for, it's true because if you if you think about it, I mean, I used to tour all over Japan. I used to do like twenty five performances of Sleeping Beauty with K Ballad, uh, Tetsuya Kumakawa. We used to, do, and I tell you, every time I did the show, it was different because also the audience was different. So therefore, their response and my response to them was, I felt it just felt different, and I think. It is like a child, like you said. You're looking. I mean, my son does watch movies on, you know, over and over again because there's always something that you've missed out or something totally. that you see differently. And it's the same with a book, good book, isn't it? And you find that little detail that you think, okay, I've missed out on that. I can't remember that bit, and it just gives you a different light, doesn't it? Totally agree, and I think it goes back to that thing we we're saying that different audience means that you create something different every single night, you know, and 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 you're not in that human doing thing, and you're what I call you. We're being truly human beings. You're being rather than doing, and and that means you know letting go of all these processes, and in a way. Living in that kind of moment of chaos, because we always think of chaos as being a destructive force, but chaos was the nature of the universe. It's the nature of humanity. It's the nature of our souls, and it's letting the chaos be alive and and dynamic that stops making us move in straight lines. You know, and you have to move in a straight line anyway. So it's kind of dull because you kind of know where it's going. It, it takes you into a very predictable trajectory. Um, and then, look, I, one thing I want to tell you about as well is that next year we're, there's another massive project for Akram Khan Company, which is we're going to, Akram's going to retell the Jungle Book. The way that he and the creative team have turned this much-loved story on its head, I mean, I'm not going to give too much away because they're taking it out of its kind of colonial past. They're giving it a modern lens. They're giving it a certain relevance. And they're also connecting it with some of the, the threats of today, you know, of to do with climate change, and how nature is, though we would all argue that nature has somehow got us back this year, hasn't it, for, for all the ways that we've treated it badly. I mean, he's re-looking at that equation of what does it mean to live in a world where nature is under threat and it doesn't coexist with mankind in a way that serves all our interests. We live in a world where we're, we're looking to dominate and, and, to, and to insert our image on others, you know. And it comes back to something that you said earlier about learning, because that learning process is truly only enriched when everyone is serving a common goal and, and you're not getting putting yourself in a position where people are serving you. You know, I've always argued that as a producer, when you, people work, we are servants of the vision. The vision is king, queen and emperor, right? But we are anyway in life in general. We're just passing through, aren't we? We don't own anything. Absolutely. That's a fantastic project. I'm definitely going to be the monkey in that or something. (laughs) But that gives us... Isn't it fantastic? It just makes me think about the company and all sorts of things that um, one can do and how you can reach out with wonderful stories by turning them upside down. So a lot of thinking and a lot of ideas out there and a lot of... I don't know, just, just I can feel something really big and warm coming our way. I think you're right, actually. I think we're sitting on the cusp, we're teetering on the edge of it, this, this kind of transformation. Look, the biggest danger is to look for the meaning before you begin, because I also think that's another very dangerous thing when you're trying to create a piece of work, right? You, you, you kind of endeavour to figure it out before you start because you're worried about the risks that are inherent in it. But that's the joy of life, is, is allowing ourselves to surrender to the very simple fact that we are not in control, no matter how much we believe we are. And the fact is that whatever we do, it involves a risk. And if we embrace risk, 
we become vibrant and alive and we, we never allow to be standing on, on something stable. We can be liberated by that and not fearful of it. As a dancer, and I do like my dancers in the company, but also as a, you know, with my students, I like them to embrace stillness. You know, stillness is something that is alive, stillness is something that actually moves. So we shouldn't be afraid of that. We shouldn't be afraid of being still for a second. And, and like you said, you know, even if you're creating something, you're not, you shouldn't be afraid of actually, I must get to the end. I must know what the end is. You know, let it happen. You know, that stillness is probably the hardest thing to do because I've always believed that, you know, you know true artistry is felt in those moments where things appear not to be happening. You know, like an actor when they're speaking and they don't speak and, and, you, and you just watch them and their behaviour, their silence. And like a dancer when they're moving from one movement to another, that transitionary space where it appears there is no value. What happens in between? It's like a piece of music between the notes. And we're so eager to jump from one place to the other, we forget the value of that beautiful grey space where nothing happens because that joining up moment is where all the magic and mystery and beauty and power and value is, in my opinion. I agree. You know, the first time I felt that stillness on stage is when I did Kenneth MacMillan's uh, Romeo and Juliet in the bedroom scene before she goes to the vicar and uh, she makes the decision to take the potion. There is one bit when she's just sitting on the bed and I can't tell you how long it is. It feels long, but yet at the same time, it doesn't feel long enough. Because And you just have to sit there and stay still. And the orchestra, it's loud, it's big. And you are just tiny on the stage, sitting on the bed on your own. It's not, you would think there was like a lonely place, but it's not. It's when mm. you really feel that, you know, also you feel the audience, you have the audience with you. And I think it's about making people understand that the stillness is not something that stops or is you know, mm. like something that's dead. That's the first time I actually experienced what you were talking about, Farouk, on the stage, like actors do, you know, the moments between lines. It, not that one should learn it, but they should be able to experience that somehow. You can say a lot through those moments. And also in those moments, there's a beautiful sense of futility and vulnerability. And for art to have real power... It also needs to be vulnerable. And I think we live in a world where our leaders and people are so concerned with being in control that they don't recognise, again, the power of listening, the power of being vulnerable, the power of futility as a way to move forward. You know, because we are ultimately just futile because there is a bigger thing than us as human beings. And, and I think we've all learnt that this year. You know, we've had a lot of stillness, many of us, and, and you know, and loneliness and stillness and, and you know, finding value in that and also recognising also how much we need connection. And we've, we've always yearned for connection outwardly. We've always looked in our outer world, you know, our friends, our family, our work, our craft, our profession, our ambitions, our dreams, our goals. But actually, there's a very beautiful person that lives with, lives with all of us, and that's ourself. And we just got to connect with that person and recognise what a wonderful thing it is to be human. And celebrate, not to always outside, always looking for something beyond what we already have. And yeah. I think it's, it's kind of important that we're hoping that everybody would have learned this lesson, but maybe not everybody. We heard it first. So you've got Isadora, which is amazing. I love that work, which is, you know, all female voices, you know, speaking, using the spirit of Isadora, you know, 
going to to Russia, I think, in October, Moscow. But we're going to Moscow. Wow, it's so exciting. I was in Moscow last time with the Royal Ballet when I was in the Royal. Wow. And I loved how it celebrated the female voice. You know, I mean, you know, all those works, literally almost every single person who created was was a woman. Right, right. And you very rarely see that. Well, I was very happy to be a woman in that process, to be honest. It was lovely, really lovely. And I, I, I really can't wait to be rehearsing that again as well. I think we've got a lot to look forward to. And I'm really glad there is a sense of solidarity. I'm really glad that, you know, foundations like the Genesis Foundation are there to, to help us, encourage us, to give us hope. And there are a lot of friends that we've discovered over this last 12 months. And also reached out to old friends that we don't, we don't even think of anymore. It's yeah, wonderful. It's yeah. made us kind of appreciate. I think by appreciating ourselves, we were able to appreciate others. For more information about the English National Ballet School, visit enbschool.org.uk. For the Viviana Durante Company, go to viviana-durante.com. And for more details about the Akram Khan Company, go to akramkhancompany.net. And for more about the Genesis Foundation and its partners, please visit genesisfoundation.org.uk. To listen to more episodes in the Genesis Foundation's Artistic Minds podcast series, please subscribe and consider leaving Artistic Minds a review and look out for another episode of Artistic Minds very soon.